Agent Power Huddle is a daily jumpstart, giving you all the tools you need to create an amazing real estate career. Led by top experts in the field, you'll learn how to sell more houses in less time while creating the life you want. Welcome to the Agent Power Huddle. Good morning. So Steve and Brittany, you just got, they were just on a call with me and they saw my, my watery coffee. Don't worry, I've rebrewed my coffee. So we're good. We got to Costco and we got these like some different brand because we normally like the Starbucks K-Cups and we got some different brand. And the way they brew in the new Keurigs, it doesn't brew right. And so like what like <laughs> it'll sometimes take me like three pods just to get a good cup of coffee. And so my husband was brewing me coffee, but tried to give me the bad coffee instead of the good coffee. So I rebrewed it. So here we go. So new coffee, new Friday. How's everybody doing? Good. All right. So we're here today because we're kind of on the topic of systems. And um, one system that people ask me a lot about, and I'm not going to tell you guys, I'm going to be real honest with you. I'm not going to give you all of my systems. I'm not going to tell you how to build all of my systems. Uh, if you want access to that, that is going to be, there's going to be an announcement about that a little bit later this year. But um, for like, I'm going to show you how I build the number one system that people ask me about. And a lot of you might have something like this in place in your business already. And if you do, cool. I hope that you can take something from this and maybe add to it, maybe enhance it. And if you don't, this is gonna be a workshopping session because what I want you to walk away from is a way to actually elevate what you do to be able to serve your clients in a better manner and make more money. That's the goal, right? How many of you um, were here last week and you heard me talk about the book, Raving Fans? Okay, so one of the rules of raving fans is to find what the customer wants and add 1%. Find what the customer wants and add 1%. So all of my business is really based on the rules of creating raving fans. So meet their expectations, okay? And then figure out what they want and add 1%. So that is where what I'm gonna teach you today comes in place. And that is how you present your services, how you present what you do. How many of you are listing agents? Quite a few of you. Or how many of you want to be listing agents? If you're not, you want to be primarily listing agents, right? So it's usually a thing. The reason why you want to be a listing agent is because there's multiple reasons, right? They who have listings control the market. As a buyer's agent, you don't control the market. You don't. You are, you have to like ride with the market. You have to do whatever the market's doing. As a listing agent, you control the market, right? Those who have listings make more money, right? You know how much money you have coming in. How many of you can look ahead and say, okay, I have this listings coming this day, this listings coming this day, and you can actually calculate, project how much income you have coming in right? When you have a buyer, you're like, oh, well, maybe we might be able to get the first offer accepted. We might be able to get the second offer accepted. We might be able to get it after 20 homes. We might be able to get it after one home. It's really hard to predict what a buyer is going to do. It, you can, you can, there's a skill to it, right? I'm not saying it's impossible, but when you have listings, you, you make more money. I'm going to give you a prime, prime example. Um, this year, I'm at 11 and a half million. I've sold uh, 14 homes this year. Okay, which is actually lower transaction count than I had last year at this time. However, my income is significantly higher. Last year at this time, I was at right about 300,000 in income. This year, I'm about I'm just under 400. 
So I've elevated my income by about $100,000 less transactions. Why? Because I've taken more listings and I've elevated my service. So there's a prime example of why listings are important. So now now we're going to talk about that. So in listings, surprise, surprise, you need to have systems. If you don't have systems in place, it is really hard to manage a lot of listings. How many of you have ever had like more than one listing at a time? Right? Like five, more than five at a time. More than 10 at a time. Yeah. When you get to 10, I had 10 at one time. And that was when I was so, I'm so thankful that I have systems in place. So thankful because my hair was falling out. I was like, oh my God. But if I had not had systems in place, I don't know if I would have made it through. Okay. And every single one of my clients were happy. And that's, that's the goal, right? That's the goal of raving fans is to make all your clients happy. They're all raving fans. So the thing that's really, really important with your listing systems is understanding how to actually set expectations for your clients, how to set expectations for what they're going to get from you, right? And what they're going to pay for what they get from you. So having a commission menu is the number one thing that I need, think you need to add into your listing conversation on your listing package if you, do, if you do not already have one. And if you have one, today is the day that we're going to enhance that because there are always things as you're learning and as every single transaction that you're doing, you're learning something new that you can add to your menu. Would you agree with that? Whether you're a buyer, whether you're a seller, if you are, if your commission menu has been the same for the last six months, it is time to enhance it. So if you don't have one, cool. We're going to learn something great. And if you do, we're going to learn something. So this is something for everybody. So that is the commission menu. Now, when I say menu, a lot of people get like kind of freaked out. Like, what is a menu? What is a menu? <laughs> I saw Patty. Patty, what were you saying? I saw you kind of chuckle at that one. I love the menu concept. Yeah. Because awesome. it lets them choose. Yeah. It's 100%. It's just exactly that. When you go into a restaurant, okay, they're going to give you three or four options for what you want for lunch or dinner or whatever. Sometimes if you go to the Cheesecake Factory, they give you way too many and you walk out the door because there's too many options, right? But if you go to like a fine dining restaurant, think about you go to a fine dining restaurant, you're going to pay $150 for a meal you're going to have three or four options. That's it. And you're going to have three or four options because the chef knows that those three or four options are going to be the supreme three or four options. There's not going to be any sort of like lower, lower quality meal. It's all going to be extra, extra high level. Do you agree with that? Like when I go to a really, really super fancy restaurant and I love it when they've got three or four options on the menu, give me one fish, one steak, one, one chicken option. That's good. You know, that's all I want. I'll choose one of the three. Depends on how I feel that day. Maybe a vegetarian option. Maybe a salad, right? A couple other things here and there. But the menu is game changer. Because I will tell you, ever since I started incorporating a menu, I include it in my pre-listing presentation. It gets sent to them prior to me even getting to the listing. I don't even care. People say, what's your commission rate? I don't know. I have a, I have a tiered commission. I charge anywhere from 1% to 7%. You choose. Here you go. Super easy. Like when I first got into the business, people were trying to tell me different ways to get around the how much commission do you charge? What rate do you charge? That's so, so skeezy, so salesy. I'm like, I feel so gross. I'm like, well, I don't charge the same for everybody because not everybody needs the same thing. Not everybody wants the same thing. And quite honestly, some of the clients, even though they might want the same services, they're going to require a little bit more of my time because they might be a little bit more needy, right? 
So, so <laughs> let's be real. So your commission, in my opinion, is not a set number. It is not a set number. It is something that you get to decide as a listing agent, this is how much money I I deserve. I came from corporate America and I was just saying to my husband the other day, I looked at June, my June income was like 108,000. And I looked at him and I was like, man, when I was in corporate, I made that in a whole year. And I thought I was doing great, right? Because in corporate America, they told me how much money I was going to make. I didn't get into real estate for someone to tell me how much money I was going to make. Now I tell people how much I'm worth. Okay. Very, very, very different concept, very different mindset. It's an awesome, awesome place to be in control of how much money I get to make. So what I want you to do is I want you to grab a piece of paper, grab a a screen, an extra screen, switch to the next screen and grab a new tab. I don't care. Whatever it is, grab a piece of paper, grab a pen. And on your piece of paper, I want you to draw three columns. One, two, three. And I want you to start in one column and I want you to label it. I have a, I have a little slide here for you. One second here. Sorry, I skipped way ahead on this. You guys just so you know. I want you to label as the first column. Uh, what, if, what is everyone else doing in the market? What does everyone do? We're not going to fill in the columns yet. I just want you to label the columns right now. The second column, I want you to label, what do I do differently? Or in addition to, we're not filling it out yet. We're just labeling the columns. And the third column is, what is going to create an unforgettable experience? Okay, you guys got your three columns? First column is, what is everyone else doing? Second column is, what do I do a little bit differently? Third column is, what creates an unforgettable experience? Okay, now on another piece of paper, separate piece of paper, separate tab, separate everything, I want you to brain dump. Start shouting them out. Let's we can come off mute and start shouting them out. I want you to put out here what do you do for a listing? What do you do for a listing? Social media marketing. Social media marketing. There we go. Bring them on. Put them in the chat. Private private realtor open house ahead of time. There you go. Love it. Write them down. Anything else? Video marketing. I'm sorry, video that gets 65,000 views. Yep. Anything else? Put on the MLS, right? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Right? You put a sign out front. You put your directional arrows. You do flyers. You do marketing materials, door knocking, prospecting, circle prospecting. What else do you do? Open house. Open houses. Maybe you have an open house marketing plan. So you have a separate marketing plan within your marketing plan. What else do you do? How many of you put your... your, your, your listings on LinkedIn. Oh, you no. put them on Craigslist. Every single platform. <laughs> How many of you run street text ads? How many of you run KV core ads? How many of you run listings to leads ads? Right. How many of you um, will go ahead and um, uh, did I ever say door knock the neighborhood? Do a, do a neighborhood do a neighborhood invite only open house. You'll do just listed flyers. Just listed postcards, right? Write down everything. Coming soon. Coming soon. If you have that in your market, we do not have that in Seattle. So we cannot do that here. Mm-hmm. Although I did see someone doing that and I was like, ooh, you're going to get in trouble. I'm not, not going to be me, but I'm going to tell you, someone's going to 
Okay. How many of you do, um, how many of you do showing time to coordinate showings or you have a showing a coordination system of some sort? How many of you have um, an assistant who will call all the leads that come in? You have a text call capture, a, a text info hotline, a call capture, you do a property website, right? How many of you do all these things? Okay. What about um, staging consultations or full staging or deep cleaning? How many of you provide discounts for your vendors? How many of you provide um, uh, referrals? How many of you provide professional photos? I think everybody on here should be saying professional photos. If you do not provide professional photos, we will have a separate conversation about that one off. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> professional experience photos, professional videography. How many of you put videos on YouTube? How many of you create YouTube shorts? How many of you create Instagram reels, TikToks, stories, right? Floor plan, floor plans, floor plans and Matterports. Okay. How many of you do um, paid listing enhancements on Zillow, on realtor.com, on, on all the other, all the other websites that you can do that on homes.com. How many of you do banner ads? How many of you will actually run a Google display ad and run a banner ad for that house? And how many of you will go in and target the IP addresses near that neighborhood? How many of you will update your SEO and give them on a property specific website as well as on your backend KV Core website? So I hope there's like a lot of ideas flying. Anyone else have anything that we haven't said yet? Someone said drone. Thank you, Patty. Oh, yeah, uh, drone. Yes. Yeah. I'm like, yes, you're right. Drone is definitely there. It's so funny because when you start to do these things, you realize it's a normal thing and like not everybody does it, right? So that's why you have three columns, okay? How many lists, how many items do you have on your list right now? Probably somewhere between like 20, 25. Mm -hmm. See, what do you got on yours? Read it. You're muted. Can't hear you. I was just uh, saying everything that, uh, I was just writing down everything you said. <clears throat> Like as fast as I could. Thirty-eight. What is it? Thirty-eight. We have thirty-eight. Yeah. Yeah. How many of you do giveaways or contests to promote your listings? How many of you do? Um, how many of you do? Uh, I'm, I'm gonna try to look in here. What about pop buy gifts? Pop buy gifts. How many of you do um, weekly marketing status reports like we went over a couple of weeks ago? Yes. How many of you do that? And if you don't, you should. I do. How many of you do a regular communication with your clients on market updates, market stats? Um, and you're doing regular information on how many people are showing, what sort of feedback you're getting. How many of you do a deep clean, a, home, a seller's pre-inspection? Right? Right. So yes, many, yes, yes, yes. So many, so many things, right? So as you're going through this, I'm seeing a lot of ahas. You do a lot, people. Now, the reason why you have three columns on your papers is what I want you to do is I want you to take from that master list and I want you to start plugging in the things that everybody else does. And that's going to go in your first column. I'll give you an idea of what mine looks like here. We have a, a sample here, a couple of ideas for you. What does everybody else do? Or in my market, this is what I think, right? My list is long. Okay. What is everybody else doing in your market? That you that you should all have MLS syndication, right? Everybody has that. 
open houses, that's kind of common, right? Um, a lot of people, at least in my market, everyone uses showing time unless it's a luxury property. There's three things that everybody does. What else do we have here? Emailing your database, even though not everybody does that. So you've kind of like, not everybody does. It's weird. You guys, like, I literally have taken a few expireds lately and their agent literally just put the house on the market, by the way. And how many of you also include like a custom pricing strategy, right? Custom pricing strategy. Okay, so in your second column, you kind of see what we're doing here. We're taking that list of your from your master items and we're going to fill in those columns. What do you do that everybody else does? What do you do that's a little bit differently? Okay, not keep, try to like keep it like we're all in different, not all of us, most of us here are in different markets. And even if we are in the same market, you're probably not doing the exact same thing as someone right next to you. So try to try to really think big picture. What is everybody else doing? And what are you doing that's a little bit different? Oh, Deanna, you've got to be kidding. You guys, Deanna just put in the comments, uh, we just had a million dollar listing, which isn't common. And the listing agent photographed with their iPhone and didn't turn on any lights. A missed opportunity on so many levels. So many levels. <laughs> I'm looking forward to seeing the second listing agent on that. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. No, I literally, you guys like professional photos. I'm going to talk about that for just a second. I know it's like kind of one of those things. Like for me, it's like common sense. So you just use professional photos, right? But I actually had a listing last year that um, I had the, my sellers really wanted to support their nephew who had just started to get into real estate photography, right? And I looked at a couple of his pictures and I, you know, they weren't horrible. They weren't horrible. So I was like, okay, I, fine. Lesson learned. He was brand new. Nice guy. Super nice guy. Eager, eager. Probably will be super successful. I just didn't want to be his guinea pig for his portfolio building. Um, because I will tell you that like the pictures came back with weird shadows. They came back with weird angles. I had to send them all back for editing. And then they came back edited and they looked extra cloudy. Right. The house sat on the market for about six weeks. And on top of that, you guys, we were also at the high, high end of the price range. So if you're going to be at the high end of the price range, and you're going to have shitty photos, excuse my language. Like <laughs> something's got to give your marketing or the price has to be right. You can't, you can't really do poor marketing and too high of a price, right? It doesn't work. So I went and uh, uh, we didn't do it. We had a stager come in and do a staging consultation. And then I had my, my regular photographer come back in and do photos in the house sold in a week, by the way. So in these three columns, in the column where you're filling in, let me give you some ideas of what it looks like for me. So the second column, what do I do differently in or in addition? I know y'all on this call just said social media or Facebook ad, but I'm going to tell you, your competitors in your market are probably not doing it. And if they are, they probably aren't doing it your way. How many of them are actually digging into SEO? How many of them are actually educating themselves on SEO and how to actually get a house found, a property listing found? Probably not. Okay. 
So what do I do differently or in addition? A um, couple of couple of my things are that we do drone. That's not common. It's not everybody. Not everybody's doing it. Drone is definitely a, an add-on, right? We do a text info hotline. We have an inside sales team that does all the follow-up. We have an open house marketing plan. If you've all watched my open house marketing plan, you know that I don't just do an open house like an open house. We don't just go in and put signs up, right? That is what we do on our first level. That's what everybody else does. We'll do that for you, absolutely. Right. But if you want me to actually market the open house and actually get people to the open house and not just rely on traffic, that's different. That's not the same. So we have a marketing plan inside of a marketing plan. Right. And then that third column, you're writing in the things that make people rave about you. And a really good way to figure this out is to go back and look at your reviews. What are people saying about you? What have people said that they love? What have people said that they love? Some of mine are people love that we can do everything. They can literally hand me the keys and let it go. All the stress off their plate. Okay. But that's not the same price as a person that's getting the professional. That's not the same price. Right. So what do you guys have? I'd love to hear what some of you put on your list of what is like above and beyond what creates that extra experience. Right now I've got one where it's an estate sale and the three siblings, none of them live here. So I'm coordinating, you know, somebody tear out all the seafoam green carpet. I'm coordinating somebody to come in and, you know, refinish all the beautiful hardwood floors underneath. So it's that extra stuff that they literally, like you said, here's the keys, let us just give us quotes ahead of time. So we know what we're getting into, but I'm managing all of it. And they don't yep. have to, they don't have to worry about it. Just I'll let them know when it's ready. Those are the best kind of deals. You guys, I love those. <laughs> those are my favorite because there's no one that I have to coordinate with other than the people that I already coordinate with. Right. What about um, having an ability to have your clients pay for services from closing? Okay, we have that. There's a couple of different options. We have options where I will actually cover it. I have a budget for it. Okay, or they have a lot of vendors. I'll coordinate with my vendors. I'll negotiate with my vendors to have my vendors pay from closing. Or you can use things if you're at EXP, you can use things like Curbio. I think Curbio is available for other brokerages as well. But Curbio is another option. I haven't personally used it, but they do the, a very similar thing. But a lot of brokerages right now, like Compass, I have they have that concierge program, right? So how, if you're not at a brokerage that has that, what can you do to match that? What you want to look at here is you want to look at now what you do that's above and beyond. That's what's creating that extra level of service, right? In my market... Two and a half percent, I'm gonna take a little bit more because if I'm now putting out money, right? If I am now putting my own money to help cover these resources for people, that's gonna cost. I'm putting my some of my some of my cash flow on the line, right? I'm now helping people with moving services. I am now helping them with um, um spending a little bit more money on a little bit more marketing. YouTube video ads, you guys, I'll run YouTube video ads. I can spend $1,200 on a YouTube video ad. That's really, really expensive, but they work. But it's not the same price as a 2.5% listing. 
So when you think about this and you go into writing your menu of services, think about it when you're presenting it to your client. If you've had a hard time with that commission conversation and trying to showcase your value before, maybe it's because you haven't shown your value. Maybe it's because you haven't shown yourself to be just like everybody else or to be better, different than everybody else. Maybe you you haven't. They don't know what everybody else is doing. They just know that other people are willing to do what you also say you're going to do for a little bit lower of a percent. I was reading, um, right now I'm reading Onward by Howard Schultz. Awesome, awesome, awesome book. But he says in here, really, I take little quotes out of it. Um, do you guys, you guys know who Howard Schultz is, right? Okay. Hi. Someone the other day asked me, and Howard Schultz is the founder of Starbucks. Okay. Founder of Starbucks Coffee. Um, and so I love to read books by founders of companies because there's so much you can learn by understanding someone who grew an idea of a cup of coffee into a multi billion dollar global company. <laughs> that is like getting a billion dollars worth of knowledge for like $20 or however much you paid for the book. So one thing he said in there that is so relevant, and I really want you to think about it, is uh, two things, actually. So we must deliver value that is consistent with our brand. So your value has to be consistent with your brand. The other thing is deep discounting can be a slippery slope that can be impossible to climb back up. And that was the one that I read this morning. I was like, oh, because it's so relevant in our market right now. Because a lot of times what people want to do, what, what's really like, if you're, if you're struggling for business, if you're struggling for business, it can be really tempting to just deep discount your services so you can get the bit, so you can get the deal. But that is a slippery, slippery, slippery slope. And trying to climb back up that slope is going to be much more effort than it's actually going to be worth. So if you can present your services in a way that allows the client to choose how much they are going to pay you. You never have to discount your services. Ever. Now you can also, you can offer things like I do some off, I do some different things in my packages that allow clients to like take a little bit less if they want, which means not paying buyer's agent commission from seller agent commission, which is, a, which is another completely different thing. Um, there's another thing where they can just go in. I can just be a secretary for them and just do paperwork for them. Right. No one ever chooses those options, but those are there. Because the reality is if you're competing against a discount, if you're a discount service, right. If you're competing against a discount service, that service is probably doing nothing. So hopefully you can take this and build into it and see something that you um, want to add to your service package. Hopefully you can watch and see how your income can be exponentially increased by simply taking one more listing with an elevated service. It's literally all you have to do, you guys. Listings, they're hard, hard, hard. They're hard to master. I talk about listings so much because I love them so much. I love them because I'm like, okay, listings, like listings, build the inventory, listings, build a portfolio. It's really hard to build a portfolio of buyers. Not saying buyers are not important. I just want to preface that. If anyone comes back and watches this, we love buyers too. I love buyers, right? We, we do. Buyers obviously buy the properties that I'm listing. <laughs> and buyers, 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 as long as there's buyers in the market, the market will still go, right? If there's too many sellers in the market and no buyers, well, we don't have a market, right? So those are just things to think about. Steve. Um, what do you do when the seller's like, well, 
this realtor is going to do it for less. And he said he, he, they're going to do all this stuff on the list. I highly doubt they're going to do all this stuff on the list. So, but, like, but they, they're saying, they're saying the other adamant, they, they're doing all, they, they were here after you and they said, they're going to do all the stuff on your list and maybe a couple more of the other lists and they're going to do it for less. How do you deal with that? I don't know. Let me think about it. I don't I haven't had that. I've never had that because my, in my market, people just aren't doing commission menus. Yeah. So I have some questions. I have some feedback. Yeah. Um, Steve, I've actually, I've actually been in that recently and I've told them to go look at that person's past sales, like pull up an address, Yeah. you know, that they say they sold, ask them, ask them for four houses that they've sold. Give me the addresses. And I've had them pull them up and I was like, look at their marketing remarks. Look at how well they filled out the MLS. Mm. Look at their photography. Go Google it and see where you can find it. And that, that's all I had to do. And then I got the phone call and they said, yeah, we'll, we'll sign your, you know, we'll be signing with you. So make them do a little bit of research and they'll see that the people aren't standing behind their own word. I love that because it takes you away from, it takes you away from making the decision. Yeah. Or yeah. bad mouthing. Exactly. I don't, I don't like bad mouthing, but it's just like, it's, I know, I know there's people that do it. It's just, they don't last in the industry that long. So. No, it's never, you know, and honestly, you guys, this industry, unfortunately, there's a reputation that people, the agents in the industry, I don't really feel that because I feel like I surrounded myself with people like you who are collaborative and helpful, but there are a lot of agents who are not that way. There are a lot of agents who will come in and try to just take it out from under you, right? There's a lot of that. So you have to be above that, right? Going to that level is not the same. Uh, the other thing that I do with my listing, my, my listing package is I actually go into the MLS and I print out my agent production report. So I'll print it out for like the last two or three years. Cause I want people to see because last two or three years has been a really like hot market, right? So I'll print out my agent production report and it's got every single house that I've ever sold, the list price, the sales price, as well as the days on market and the address. So it's nice because people can look at my total volume like, oh, whoa, 80 million in volume, 100 homes in the last two or three years, right? So so it like, then I I never really, I don't even like really talk about it. I just give it to them. There's my resume. There's my resume. Because then if they want to do some research on what I've done before, they can easily go find it because what they're looking at is they're going to say, oh, well, she's going to do, she's going to be able to put it on YouTube and they can go search the address who put in the address. You got to have the right way to put the, you got to know how to write a YouTube video, a listing video on YouTube, put in the address and it pops up. YouTube video pops up, their KB Core site pops up, their list report site pops up, all the other websites that I put them on pops up, pops up on Google business, right? So they can see it themselves. So a lot of times people will say that they're doing this, but there's not really anything to back that up. Katrina had a good comment. It says, how we know discounting doesn't work long-term. When's the last time we saw a help you sell or flat fee realty company taking major market share? Great question. Great question. Great question. I mean, Redfin has taken some major market share, but Redfin is not uh, an entirely discounted brokerage. They do have they do have a commission menu at Redfin. You guys, you can pay one percent, you can pay two percent, you can pay three percent at Redfin on the listing side, and then whatever on the buyer side. 
Okay. I hope this helps um, everybody. I am on vacation next week. I should be, I should be conscientious when I say vacation because the IRS, I'm kidding. <laughs> but I will be, I will not be at this call next week. Uh, Tara Roy, if you guys know who Tara Roy is, she is one of my best friends. She is phenomenal. She has this awesome, awesome, awesome way to get business in your own database. And she's going to come and she's going to teach that whenever she talks to me about this, I'm like, Oh my God, you're such a genius. So she's going to come next week and she's going to be uh, sharing her little strategy behind that. So if you can make it to that, I know Tara would love to see you. And she's super dynamic. And a lot of you already know who she is, but if you don't, you are in for a treat. So, okay. See you all next week or I'll see you all in two weeks. Thank you. Have a fun vacation. Yeah. Have a nice day. Thank you. Enjoy. If you'd like more information or to get connected to the Agent Power Huddle, join our free Facebook group. This call was designed for the agents in our EXP organization, but open to any agent from any brokerage. If you're a guest and you're interested in learning more about EXP or our specific resources within the Agent Collective, reach out to the person who invited you to this call to get more info. Produced by the Agent Collective Media Network.